welcome back to the monastery. Uh, it's May 10th, 2011. Uh, as always, I'm Nathan, joined by Brother Paul. Sorry I screwed that up, but hey, how's it going? Uh, not bad. How are you doing? Pretty well. Uh, I guess, yeah, Brother Nathan, whatever. We'll keep that going. Um, doing okay. Uh, still watching a lot of stuff, I guess, but I'll let you kick it off um, with what you've partook of media-wise. Yeah, in the last week. two weeks, I guess. Yeah. Because we missed last week. What happened last week, anyway? I uh, was kind of on vacation, I guess you could say. So, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't go anywhere exciting, but things were accomplished. And, it was staycation? Kind of, but I, I went across the street. There's like this, It doesn't really matter. Hey, that's but, pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. Two weeks ago, I watched True Lies again. Because I wanted to watch an Arnie flick, apparently. Yeah. Um, I was actually just discussing that movie recently. Like, just how reckless violence movies like that just don't seem to exist quite like they used to. I forgot how crazy that movie really is. Like, everything in it is ridiculous. I love it. Like, Like there's a neck snap upside down or something. And the horse. The horse is pretty good. Yeah, where there's just, like, a chase scene for, like, ten minutes on a horse. I really like that bridge car chase scene, too. That's just some good, crazy business. That's true. I don't know. Everything about that movie is really fun. But, damn, that's a long movie, man. Holy crap. Is it? It felt long. I don't know. I had something else to do that night, which we'll get to, because it was a movie. I think it's like two hours and 20 minutes or something. And because of it, the movie I was supposed to see sold out, so I had to go to a later showing. There you go. Yeah, so True Lies ruined my experience, but that's okay. It was so worth it. Yeah. One one of James Cameron's best. Two hours and 21 minutes. Yeah, I completely agree. And I watched Strange Brew. maybe his last good movie. (laughs) Yeah, probably. No, I don't know. Um, And I watched Strange Brew. Have you seen it before? A long time ago when I was a kid. So I didn't pick up on, like, anything. But, yeah, good movie. There's a uh, mouse mm-hmm. in a beer bottle, and I, I don't know what else to say about it, really. But, yeah. And uh, who was it? I think it was Rick Moranis drinks, like, a whole thing of beer. A whole, uh, like, Two boiler four. thing. Oh, right. Beer. How they fall into that big vat or whatever and have to get out. Yeah, and he just drinks all of it. And then urinates to put out a fire. So. Makes sense. I mean, that's what we do in Canada all the time. Mm-hmm. We drink a lot of beer and then put out fires. Man, I just realized there's like a scene almost exactly like that in Gulliver's Travels. Like where he has to pee to put out a fire. That's just like... That's just silly. Yeah. Is that because he's huge? Yeah. Compared to the other people? Yeah. Like it's the only thing he can do to put out this blaze. Right. That movie's not good, but it's it's not the worst thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Um, I've been watching a lot of this cartoon called Archer... It's pretty good, I guess. It's a cartoon? It, yeah. Wow. Okay. I thought it was like an, a live-action show. No. Do you know what it's about at all? Apparently not. <laughs> okay. Um, Archer is basically a secret agent in this organization. I can't remember the name of it now, just because I haven't actually watched it in about a week. I was watching it last week. ISIS. Yeah, ISIS. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyways, it's, the company's run by his mom, and 
there's uh, just a bunch of shenanigans that go on. It's a really dirty cartoon with some adult situations and humor, but it's pretty good. It's enjoyable. Um, I don't what know. What network is that? I honestly don't know because I don't have TV. Everything I watch has to be from the internet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so... I don't know. That's a good show, though. I enjoy it quite a bit. And I can... I plan to watch more of it. And other than that, I've been watching Miami Inc. lately. And I want to get a tattoo. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. I have nothing against tattoos, really, but I don't want one. So, no. I'm yeah. going to get your name tattooed on my arm. Don't do that. That would be weird. I'd be weirded out by that. Would you? Yes. If I... I would get Brother Nathan on my arm? No. Just, <laughs> maybe <laughs> that, like, it. hypothetical logo I've imagined with the boulder chasing us while we're in robes <laughs> and running. I just Because it's movies and monks. I, I don't know. I it need to commission that at some point. Oh, I know. The boulder is actually a film reel. Oh, wow. That, there you go. Yeah. It's extra layer. It just keeps getting better. But And then there's yeah. actually uh, three movies I've seen. Um, I think we're going to discuss these a little bit more, though, so why don't you go ahead? Oh, okay. Um, What was the first thing this week? I think it was The Good Shepherd, which is kind of... may have been my favorite movie that I watched this past week, if we're still going to do the mm-hmm. pick one kind of thing. Uh, Kind of long, and I guess, you know, a lot of people criticize it for being slow, and it is kind of that, but it's, it's interesting. It's about, like... Uh, it's kind of a hypothetical, somewhat fiction version of the beginnings of the CIA. They basically made this character, um, and he's kind of a combination of two different real-life people. Uh, Matt Damon plays him, and he's just like this weird, super cold, like distant person who's involved in all sorts, all sorts of gnarly business that happens uh, in terms of like old-school espionage stuff. It's I don't know it's it's pretty good. Robert De Niro directed it and he's in it briefly, and he wants to make more of them, chronicling kind of the entire history of the CIA. Um, this one goes up to 1961, I think, or early 60s, just pre-Viet Vietnam kind of stuff. So how I, was I Matt could, Damon in it? Good, but like I'm outside of uh, maybe oh, what is that movie where he plays like that murderous student? who kills Jude Law and all that horrible business happens. I really didn't like it. Uh, Talented Mr. Ripley. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it's kind of him doing, like, another kind of sullen, quiet character, but this one even more so, and, yeah. The one thing, I guess, is they they make the actors, like, Angelina Jolie is in it as well, play kind of uh, 20, 20 years of time, and they don't really do a good job of aging them very well, so it's just kind of like... It's just kind of Wow, he held up really well, like, considering he's 42 here. Yeah. Dang, that guy's, you know... <laughs> it's just kind of... They could have done that a little better, maybe, but uh, whatever. Overall, it's it's really good. Um, then I watched Charlie Wilson's War again, which... I never saw that one. It's okay. I Like, I when I first saw it, I was like, eh, that was okay. And then I gave it another try, and it it's still that. I think Philip Seymour Hoffman is the best part of that movie. Um, then he's I generally tried... the best part of like every movie. Yeah, he's got a really good mustache in it. And uh, so, yeah, he has the best scene in the movie with uh, John Slattery from Mad Men. They're kind of just yelling at each other in this office. Uh, it's pretty awesome. Uh, outside of that, though, I don't know what's wrong with it. Maybe 
just Julie Roberts, and it kind of gets too mired in the politics stuff. It's like based on a true story, so it's just like, hey, here's what's going on in Afghanistan, and there's just kind of no character anything for good chunks of it, which just kind of left me kind of not caring. Um, then I tried to watch The Da Vinci Code. Yeah, I have that, and I kind of don't care if I watch it ever. Yeah. I've Man. tried to start it, but, like, I turned it off. Yeah, like, I got, like, 25 minutes in or something, I was just like, this is dumb. This is, like, it's not like I'm put off by the subject matter or anything. Like, it's just like, oh, whatever. It's, like, National Treasure, pretty much, but with but no fun. Good. Yeah, like, there's no sense of humor or anything. It is just deadly serious National Treasure, and that's not what National Treasure is supposed to be. And I like Tom Hanks, but, I mean, dude, it's just boring. I, I could not deal with it. So, instead, put in The Hitcher with Sean Bean. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, it's a better movie. Did you ever see the original Hitcher? No, I kind of want to, because That's Rutger one Howard. of my favorite uh, classic horror movies of all time. Yeah, like, after I saw Hobo with the Shotgun, I kind of wanted to check it out, but the video store I work at got rid of our copy some time ago, so... Of The That's Hitcher? That's too bad. Yeah. Um, this one's whatever, like, it's like 85 minutes, people die, Sean Bean is there and says horrible things, and it, it was all I really wanted out of it, so, success, I guess. Yeah. Um, hmm, I'm gonna skip over the ones that we're gonna both talk about, if that's okay. Yep. Okay, uh, Eric Roth wrote The Good Shepherd, and he was also involved in Munich, which was kind of the reason I watched that again. Mm-hmm. Um, first time I saw it, I wasn't the biggest fan, but, uh, watching again, it's pretty good. It's a solid movie. It's, it's a good movie. I don't know. Definitely moved a lot better, and, like, I was kind of keeping up with it. I must have just been tired or bored or something when I saw Isn't it that time. movie quite, like, a long, slow burn, though? Well, it's, like, two and a half hours. Uh, there's a lot of people, like, th- their whole thing is, like, it's, you know, 1972 Munich Olympics slaughter or whatever, so they're trying to avenge that. And they kill a lot of dudes. Like, there's a lot of assassinations and hits and skirmishes and stuff that happen over the course of it. Like, there's a lot of stuff happening. It's just... I don't know. It's more serious about it, I guess. Like, it's meant to be real-world kind of espionage, secret agent stuff. Kind of like Good Shepherd as well, so they're kind of similar in a way. Definitely a lot more action in Munich, though. Um... And, you know, Eric Bana's good and everything. It was it was good. Um, then I watched Revenge of the Nerds. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't know really what brought that on, other than, like, I was looking through Netflix, and then I and saw that, like, under Anthony new. Edwards was in it and stuff, so wanted to check it out. Um, he's kind of a character actor guy now who was on ER and stuff. And James Cromwell's in it for, like, two minutes, and I was pretty happy about that. Um... It's weird, like, it is just, like, a crappy teenage sex comedy or whatever, but there's kind of a sweet-hearted nature to it, if that makes sense. Like, it's really sincere and upbeat about everything, just with nudity. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it ends on kind of, like, this weird musical number, and uh, everyone kind of, this big rally of, like, it's okay to be a nerd, it's cool, whatever, so. Do you relate to the nerds? Kind of, but they, they're stupidly ridiculous, comical nerds. Like, they have the dumbest laughs, and they're way into math and whatever, because that's what nerds are all about. But What's wrong with math? Everything. No, that's not right. It's not good. It's just confusing. It doesn't help anyone. 
It helps everyone. It helps the world go around. I guess, but I don't want to be a part of it. You know, checkbooks and stuff, that's as far as math will go for me. And I did okay on that statistics exam in grade 11, but whatever. Um, I guess keeping consistent with 80s comedies, Dragnet. Have you okay. ever yeah, seen I Dragnet? Never saw yeah. Okay. Uh, Dan Aykroyd, Tom Hanks. Uh, I guess kind of a Tom Hanks thing this week, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I quite like that movie, and it's mostly because of Dan Aykroyd. Like, Tom Hanks just isn't really matching him in terms of comic efficiency or whatever in that movie. Uh, super stupid and kind of simple. Like, they're just trying to stop this group called the Pagans, who's led by a ridiculously overacting Christopher Plummer. Like, that dude's just kind of being ridiculous in the movie, which I don't see that often, so that was okay. But yeah, just uh, the straight-laced Joe Friday kind of thing that Dan Aykroyd does, it's pretty funny. So, yeah, I, I like that movie as well. And then I watched Blue Valentine yesterday. I really want to see that movie. Okay. Um, it's alright. Um, okay, <laughs> can you elaborate a little bit, or... I don't know, like, it's, it's kind of, it's what I read about it, it's like, hey, this movie shows a relationship beginning intercut with the relationship falling apart, and, uh, Michelle Williams and Ryan Gosling play the couple in question, mm -hmm. and, uh, they're, they're good, like, I, I actually found Gosling more impressive, and he was the one that was not nominated for this movie, Michelle Williams got a Best Actress nomination. Um, but I was probably more impressed by him. Maybe just because I felt, like, more sympathy towards his character in the situation. Because she just gets kind of weird and unreasonable <laughs> towards the end of it. And, uh, there's all these shouting matches and stuff, and it's just like, ah, this is uncomfortable. Stop is it. it. A, is it kind of a tough movie to sit through? Yeah, like, I started getting a little weary of it at, like, the 80-minute mark or something, and it's, it's hour and 50 minutes just I don't know it's like when things start to fall apart it seems kind of just why is this happening why don't you people just sit down and talk and stop being idiots but I guess that happens um people get all selfish and weird but yeah I don't know it is well acted um the soundtrack is apparently getting some talk or something I don't know if that if you're into indie-ish movie soundtracks that's not really okay yeah, it's okay. It's nothing... I, I wasn't blown away by it, really. Um, but, yeah, the acting is definitely the reason to see it, and they're both quite good in it, so, yeah. I don't know. No real strong feelings towards it, though, so yeah. I'm kind of done. I don't think I'm ready to watch a movie like this at this point. Okay. Like, if um, it says... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It seems like it'd be a little too home-hitting where I'm at right now. So okay. I think I might skip this one. Just saying. Okay, fair enough. Um, Yeah, I guess that was it in terms of stuff I'd seen on my own. Uh, which movie of the ones we saw at same, like together, or both saw, did you want to talk about? Um, I think we should talk a little bit about Fast Five, because like oh, right. we've both yeah. been looking forward to that. Yeah, that was that was this past that was just before all that stuff. Um it's really good. It's my favorite one of those movies by far. And yeah. it's Ocean's 11. 
Well, it's a heist movie, so I guess if all heist movies are now derivative of Ocean's Eleven... They are. Okay. Um, Tokyo Drift is a better Fast and the Furious movie, I'm just gonna say it. Why? Because it's stupider? No, because it's funner and it ha- actually has cars in it. This had cars in it. I don't know what movie For, like, were... three scenes. There's, like, a chase, one race down a street with, like, cop cars... And they do kind of skip a race, which I thought was really funny. Yeah, like because it, it was like, was like everyone was looking for forward car. to it. I thought it was great, though. Like, they're just like, all oh, pink slip race for this car, and then it's just like, nah, whatever. Then they it just win. shows them driving to the garage with it. Yeah, but then they're they're practicing drifting with it. They gotta they gotta beat those cameras. But then that ends yeah, up Yeah, I know, the they're case. doing time trials. That's not cool in a movie. Dude, I don't know. Drifting. It's not cool in video games, it's not cool in a movie, but you know what is cool in that movie? The Rock? Yes, and his glistening mad- madness in the whole thing. His freaking beard, his beard man. Is amazing. Yeah, the beard's really good. I'm trying to... Uh, that opening bit with the train... Well, it's not the opening bit, but the bit with the train is pretty amazing. Um, and I love how every shot has his, like, arms up and, like, flexing. It's awesome. Who? The Rock? The Rock, yeah. I just remember him kind of walking around like a giant wall just and barking at his team. Who I love his team in that movie. They just seem all, oh, all right. I guess you can do that. It totally makes sense why they got him, though, because only The Rock could make Vin Diesel look like a pushover. Yeah, although they do have that argument, I guess. And Like when they have that fight, like he's so much bigger. It's ridiculous. I love it. Yeah. Actually, the best part in that whole movie is one of the things, like, around the end there Mm -hmm. with The Rock, and that might be spoiler territory. Yeah, but, anyway, like, his character, oh, what's his character's name? It's, it's got, it's a pretty good, good name. Hobbs? Is that it? Who's? Vin, uh, Vin, not Vin The Rocks? Yeah. Yeah, Dominic or whatever is the Vin Diesel character. Yeah. Maybe a little too much of him. I mean, because Vin Diesel's not very good. I'm just gonna say that. He's not a very good actor. Vin so, Diesel's not bad, but he's not a leading man. Just giving which him is more why lines. he was. That's why he was good in the first Fast and Furious movie because he's not yeah. a leading man. Yeah. So as part of like this ensemble thing, Luke Hobbs is the Rock's character. Kind of wanted more Paul Walker, maybe. You know, more of his. Maybe a little bit because he's actually a badass in this one. Yeah, and he doesn't really get to do much. Like he's kind of on the sidelines a lot, which is too bad. What did you um, think of the? Tyrese and Ludacris back and forth. Uh, well, Tyrese was terrible in Too Fast, Too Furious, and I'm glad they kind of toned him down in this one. Like, he's still just kind of a dink, but everyone kind of feels the same way about him, so he's okay. Yeah. Um, Ludacris was okay. Uh, I enjoyed, like, the brief kind of... They show his driver's license photo, and it's, like, the giant afro from the second movie. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff in there for fans of the franchise. There's a lot of throwbacks to and references to other movies. And then, meanwhile, there's just, like, the most over-the-top action they've ever done, which is exactly where I want this series to go. The one beef I have with it, which is the dumbest small thing ever, is I don't like the sound design in terms of how they think water sounds. And I know you okay. probably didn't notice it, but there's a scene after they like all get away and they're standing near this kind of like aqueduct or something, and the silliest sound is happening, and it just doesn't make any sense, and it was driving me crazy. I thought it was part of the score, but it's just, no. This, whoever the sound designer was thought water sounded kind of like an airplane taking off, 
and it's just in all those scenes. And yeah, dude, my dude, big, my biggest beef was you know the lack of racing. Okay, I'm I I I'll totally take smashing up cop cars uh, over racing. I, I'm not gonna say day. it's a bad movie because I've really really enjoyed it, and I will totally buy it and watch it again. Mm-hmm. But in terms of what I look for in a movie called Fast and Furious or Fa- the Fast and the Furious, I want cars in it more than I want like talking and all this like guns pointed at each other. The Mexican standoffs were ridiculous because there was one like every ten minutes. I don't know. That's why I like Tokyo Drift more because it's ridiculous. It's kind of retarded in a lot of ways, but there's actual racing and, like, drifting. I don't know. It's just funner in terms of a car movie. Okay. I guess I don't care about car movies, but I do care about action and explosions, so they're going in the right direction for me, personally. And the world, may I point out, as this is the biggest box office champion of the entire franchise. And that makes me happy, because the way they ended this one, I can't wait to see what they do in the next one. Yeah. Like, it's... Oh, how... I actually want to check how much it's grossed so far. It was like an $80 million opening weekend, which is the best in April and forever, maybe ever. I can't remember what the statistic was, but uh, let me just double check what's going I on. I totally believe it, too, because I tried seeing this movie on three separate occasions, and it was sold out every time. There you go. That I went, was like, Friday and Saturday. Whatever, so. Here, let's see how it's doing. $139 million domestic right now. 324 worldwide. That's awesome. That's it only, really it good. It cost 125, which is actually the most in the series. I think it's the longest movie in the series too. It's it like two hours is. and ten minutes. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I really had a good time. I forgot about that movie, but yeah. And that one actually has D-Box support too, which I did not see it in, but I would totally see it with that, just for an extra dose of stupid. Because you know, is there any place offering it? Yeah, I think so. I think the Chinook has it. We should almost go check it out. I don't know if I want to pay, like, $18 to see it again, but, uh... You will. I don't know. No, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll need to, like, have some time to let it sit for a bit before I'll know whether I'm in the mood for that or not. And kind of, movie season is on, too, so... Yeah, it really time. is. Speaking of movie season being on, uh, Thor? Yeah, that came out this weekend, actually. What did you think of it? Um, it's ridiculous, but it's fun. Okay. Uh, every... This is something that I know a lot of critics have been saying, but I tend to agree with it now. Uh, all the parts with them on Earth, I wasn't a huge fan of. Everything with, like, Asgard and stuff was awesome. Oh, whereas... uh, I don't know what critics you're looking at, because Michael Phillips said pretty much the exact opposite, and he's kind of one of the guys I pay attention to like it was like other than the opening 25 minutes and the closing 25 minutes this movie's really good <laughs> kind of thing is what he said and okay so yeah okay like just because that's the that's the time where you get to see chris hemsworth kind of being fun and there's more funny stuff happening and right scars is there you do get uh kind of phoning it in though which i don't know get man. That anthony hopkins is awesome no, Anthony Hopkins does a good job. I'm talking about Natalie, though. Like, I felt she was kind of not that pumped about being in this movie. There's just yeah. a couple of her line reads are just kind of not good. Do you remember yeah. any in speci- like specifically? Uh, when she's putting away all the stuff to clean up her trailer. 
Like, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. He's that supposed whole, to be acting all awkward and stuff. But that it's whole like, scene, it's yeah. so staged and stupid. And it's weird because she has a really good, like, awkward half-smile that she does in scenes where it doesn't call for it. Mm-hmm. So it's weird but, that she couldn't pull that off. Um, I don't know. It's it's a Marvel movie. Like, like, what can you really say about it? It's fun. It has the right amount of corniness and funniness, and it has, like, some badass parts in it. Whereas it's, I thought it had maybe a little too much corniness. Yeah. Around. Like, also, I guess my one big thing is I wish more stuff went down on Earth, because too much of it just seems, like, too far removed from anything that's going on here. Like, it's like, yeah. oh no, this small town got kind of messed up a little bit. Like, that's all that happens in terms of world consequences. Yeah. Um, Like, Frost Giants, yo, that's super silly. I don't care. That's just, that's that's some cheesy territory right there. Um, I don't yeah, care. Yeah, but I mean, like, Dior, they're gods, mine. really. I know. It just, it was reminding me of, like, Legend, the Tim Curry, like, Ridley Scott movie. Don't like, you dare say anything bad about legend. Alright, I'm just saying it's not... Re- really? You're a legend apologist? Yes. Okay. I, I'm i sorry. I like unicorns and Legend of Zelda stuff too, but I don't know. That movie... Well, obviously not enough. Okay. You're right. I'm not the biggest unicorn fan in in contrast, I suppose. Alright, we won't we won't start bashing Legend. Um but it reminded me of that and I didn't really love that. So I guess it reminded you of that subconsciously and you love that movie, so that's why you liked it. Well there you go. Um do you read comics? Like are you big into the Thor legacy or anything like that? Not so much, though I have read some ultimate comic stuff and like Avengers and apparently they're basing some of that stuff on those. But just no matter how I look at it, like, Thor is just really awkward fit for anything. Oh, totally. Because, like, there's like, hey, a I'm difference Asian between superheroes and, like, a god. Yeah. Um, it's just like, hey, me and Iron Man are going to hang out later. And it's just like, that doesn't make sense at all. This is just ridiculous. <laughs> like, I, I like know. I like the direction they took in this movie, though, because it really makes sense having a lot of this stuff happen that did on Earth. Just because, like... As you see, the minute he gets, like, his power and stuff like that, it's just done. Like, yeah. there isn't even any fighting him, so they had to do something to make a movie, right? Otherwise, it would have been like done in the first five thing. minutes. Like, the, Destroyer the Destroyer was, pretty, was cool. pretty cool. I have a Slurpee Cup with him on it, so I think that's all the Thor I really need. Um, And, yeah, it it was okay. I don't dislike it, it just wasn't, you know, it's probably, like, a notch below Iron Man 1, and I didn't love that movie either. I'm looking forward so. to what they do with Captain America. Yeah, like a World War Two kind and of. That, that what did you think of the tie-in? More my style. The thing at the end. Yeah. I don't know if spoiler alert or what. Should we talk? Um. About? No. I guess. Maybe not. No, just don't. Because oh, okay. this is the day after opening weekend. Right. So hey, if you're watching it. Go, wait until the end. There's a scene after the credits. Uh, if you're way into comics, you'll get something out of it. And if it ties not, into Captain America for anyone go, else who what? doesn't know. Yeah. Actually, yeah, it does directly tie to Cap, apparently. So Well, well we could probably that. talk a little bit vaguely about it. Because uh, it's just like, everyone knows that it's an item. Every single Marvel movie with the Avengers ends with, hey, we found this. Okay, fine. We're about to say what item they discover at the end of the movie. Um, if that bothers you for some reason, uh, wait like 40 seconds. Okay, go. What is it? What is it called? 
cube something? Oh, yeah, the Cosmic Cube or whatever. Cosmic Cube, which apparently Red Skull is going to have... To try to, like, control the Earth. Right. Or control the Earth. they have, like, a smashed one at the end of this movie, and Nick Fury's like, check this out. And then Stalin Skarsgård's like, what? And then Loki's there, and he's like, hey, hey, hey. And that's the end. So... Oh my god, total spoilers. (laughs) I said 45 seconds, and we're still within that window, so we got 15 more seconds. Anything else you want to say about the Cosmic Cube? No. Okay, okay. Um... So yeah, that that was that. Uh, Kenneth Branagh, um, he did okay. There's a hammer yeah. in it. Yeah. How do you pronounce the hammer's name? Oh my god! Um, just let me think Mjolnir, of it for a second. Mjolnir, something like that. Mjolnir or something like that. Yeah, don't put J's in words like that. Just a little tip. Well, isn't it? Isn't the J in like Norse or whatever? I like yeah. Yeah, sound or something like it's. I don't know. I, I, I don't, probably raise uh, maybe to Norsemen. Okay, uh, apologies to Vikings. Well, um, they're scary guys. Yeah, no, Chris Hemsworth is huge in this movie. Like, there's one scene specifically where he just kind of towers over everybody, and it's just like, this is all right. Um, and I then there's a scene with too. the frost giant that just like towers over him. Yeah. I felt like their size kind of seemed a little loose at times. Like, I would never got a clear sense as to the proportions. Oh, you mean, like, the first time you see them when they go to their world, and that yeah. dude is, like, as big as the mountain? Like, he's and then they, like, in walk the background, to them. and then, like, they're yeah. looking over them later, and it's like, no, he's, like, 12 feet tall. I was like, well, okay, that's pretty big, but, yeah. Pretty funny, though, right? Yeah, and, like, Destroyer is only, like, 15 feet tall, maybe, you know? That kind of bummed me out. I was hoping it would be way bigger. And I like that, like, even though Loki is, like, I guess what you would call the antagonist or whatever, Mm -hmm. he isn't, like, necessarily a bad dude. Yeah, I thought the actor did a pretty good job with it. Like, um, and that kind of side of the story made, like, kind of made the connection with Kenneth Kenneth Branagh make sense. Like, it's like, oh, this is almost like pulpy Shakespeare. So, alright. I guess that's why he would gravitate towards this. And, uh, yeah, no, and there's some good Kat stuff Dennings with him is and in it. She's, she's there. She has, I actually. She's like the comic relief. Yeah, the iPod joke didn't work for me at all. Nope. It didn't work. Not really. It didn't work for me. And then they hit that note again, like, two seconds later, and I was like, ah, guys, stop it. But, yeah, it's okay, though. It's also doing pretty well, uh, especially overseas. Apparently, Europe loves this movie. So. Okay. I mean, Anthony Hopkins and whatever, so maybe that's a draw there. Yeah, I'm just going to say it again. Anthony Hopkins is good, as usual. Except the boy. As Odin. He wasn't very good in that. I never bothered seeing it. Yeah. Uh, Hugo Weaving's in it, though, and he has, like, really amazing sideburns, so... I do like Hugo Weaving. Yeah. If you basically want to see Agent Smith, but in, like, 1880 with, like, a suit, it's like an old-timey tweed kind of thing or something. It's pretty awesome. Like the retro version of like The Matrix or something? Kind of. Uh, that that stuff brought a smile to my face, but like Benicio Del Toro is like sleeping or something, and Anthony Hopkins is not trying, so it's not a great movie. Um, oh, wait. Isn't that the director? Isn't that Joe Johnston or whatever? Who, for Wolfman? Yeah, because then he's directing Cap, so that's too bad. Yeah. I I don't know. I think Cap will be good. I hope so. I I, I have faith. A chance of it. I I don't anymore in pretty much.
much anything, so we'll Yeah, see. we've all noticed. <laughs> um except Werner Herzog, I trust that guy. I'm gonna see his cave movie. I'll report back to you on that. That should um, probably be pretty good, actually. Yeah. I mean it's gonna be him talking about caves, so if that's what you want. Uh yeah, Joe Johnson directed those. And Hugo Jumanji. Weaving's a red skull, isn't he? Yeah, he is. So that's amazing. That's gonna be cool too. And I guess, yeah, there you go. There's the connection. They worked well together in the Wolfman. So we're going to get some of that. Um, What was the win-win? Win-win, yeah. Yeah. Um, Another, like, well, this one even more highly regarded critically, like 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. Thor's at, like, 80 or something. Um, And I was, I don't know, a little underwhelmed. You didn't seem, yeah, you didn't seem blown blown away at all. No, I'm just kind of like, oh, alright. Small small town drama, comedy thing that gets a li- little too serious towards the end and kind of hit and miss acting from people. Like, Giamatti's good. Amy Ryan's good. The kid doesn't know what angry looks like, and that bothered me every single time it happened. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I mean, we were discussing a little bit about it, but I think we should probably repeat it since people can't, like, read our minds or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, that one part that's supposed to be kind of, like, the breaking point of the movie that changes it from, like, what it was to what it becomes in the final act there. Yeah, it's like a happy-go-lucky kind of comedy thing. And, and then, then it, it all kind of comes to, like, an end and, like, birth. There's supposed to be an outbreak, basically, where this kid faces his mother and gets all pissed off because she abandoned him and there's real mommy issues going on here yeah and um he just doesn't hit the note that you know he has to for that part at all it fell really flat and that's really disappointing yeah that like it's like overall like i guess 90 percent of the scenes are really well executed but like a few key ones aren't and that really didn't work for me at all so overall i i came away from it kind of indifferent um which was too bad i had some hopes for it i guess because like again giamatti and giamatti and amy ryan are great yeah they're just great and jeffrey tambor is pretty funny and whoever the like jock bro friend dude was yeah bobby cannavale yeah he was okay um he definitely did what he obviously was there to do yeah just be real really well pumped and stuff yeah yeah so the kid okay. honestly wasn't that bad though no like for the most part like when he was doing sullen and kind of just i don't know non-emotive or whatever like it was pretty authentic feeling like i i don't know if i know people like that but it seemed realistic enough but yeah when he's he seemed like a kid yeah but then when he's asked to kind of push forward and do some other stuff he can't quite reach it and it was too bad it was nice to see Burt young again yeah um, he he was as, okay uh, as the the dementia ridden Leo, mm-hmm. the kind of kindly grandfather dude. It was okay. Um, I think the last time I saw him was Rocky Balboa, probably. Yeah. So yeah, it's like four or five years ago. Uh, yeah. Overall, I was kind of whatever. Did you like? Would you say you liked it? Despite those? Or? Uh, yeah. No, I actually really liked it. Okay. Um. It did fall flat on a lot of things, and I think there were a few notes that were missed that they should have hit. Um, as we were talking about, there's this whole, like... Alfred Hitchcock said this thing a long time ago where if you 
introduce like a gun in the living room, it'll go. It has to go off by the third act. Mm-hmm. They introduced the gun and it never went off. Well, and you know what I'm talking about. Kind of. They they introduced a potential disastrous scenario that I very much wanted to see happen, and it doesn't. You'll know when you see. Yeah. It. So, but yeah, okay. And it. I mean. You might not even see it. It's such a stupid thing to nitpick on, but I was totally there on page with you the whole time, too. Yeah. Because every time you heard that noise in their office, you were just like, oh, is it now? Is it going to happen? And it's just like, no, we're actually not concerned with that. We're going to do other things. And it's like, ah, fine, I guess. But, no, I mean, it's a really good movie. It's a solid movie. It's probably something you might want to, like... It'd be a good movie to watch with your parents, I think. Mm-hmm. It, I think it would be a better rental, maybe even better, like, on Netflix or something. I don't know if this was a movie I would pay, like, $15 to see at a theater. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Giamatti, love that guy. He's representing for all the Pauls out there. Oh, okay. Uh... Is that was that it? Wasn't there one more? Or... Oh no, Fast Five. So is that everything? That's everything. Oh, and Game of Thrones is still pretty good. So watch it. Um, I've been meaning to. Oh, I'd... do you want to do yeah. the one choice thing? Uh, good Shepherd is still mine. I think is the pick of the week or whatever. Despite all the good stuff I had with uh, Fast Five and everything, like that movie was uh, not given a fair shake or whatever the first time around. So that's my choice. Um. I'm going to say go ahead and watch Fast Five. Okay. I, I endorse that endorsement. Um, okay, news time? Yes, some news. Uh, so, a while ago, our buddy Nicolas Cage there, he got in some trouble in New Orleans. Apparently he grabbed his wife's arm and, like, started hitting cars and stuff and freaking out or something like that. Yeah, well, I can't remember the exact stuff. There was also talk he was, like, holding his kid or something. So people were freaking out about that, too. But, uh, I guess... Yeah, they were basically just having, like, a fight, and then Cage was just, like, telling police to just arrest him, and they did. Right. So... But the end result um, of all this is... Okay, so, he went to jail for a few hours, he got released by Dog the Bounty Hunter, and he's not gonna be prosecuted. Yay! So, so congratulations, Nick Cage, you beat the system. Good for him. I go. feel good about that. It makes me feel good. Well, sometimes, you know, like, celebrities kind of skirting justice or whatever sucks, but, I mean, it's Nick Cage. He's he's better than all you of don't, you. So. You don't want to see him lose the, like, $20 he made from Drive Angry, so. Oh, yeah. Do, oh, did you ever see Drive Angry? No, it's out of theaters. No. Well, I saw it twice. It's no excuse. Anyway. It is an excuse, because apparently you're rich. No. I, I saw it free one time. I'm going to say that. It was a screening. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's an important movie though. William Fichtner. I really want to see it still. Okay, so Nick Cage is back, and uh, like the half dozen movies he's working on will now happen on schedule. So great. Yeah, and there's actually someone else who's back. Uh, Mario uh, Puzo. You might remember a guy named Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, I was just gonna start talking about Mario Puzo being back, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, yeah, he, well, he's not really back. I know. <laughs> That's why I thought it was inappropriate, but you went in a different direction. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, yep. former governor and even more former action dude. A- action movie hero. And bodybuilder. Um, yeah, he's going to be in a drama now. That's a terrible uh, idea. 
Yeah, you know what's even worse? You know what the drama's called? Yeah, I do, but sure. Tell us. Cry Macho. Okay. Do you, Pretty good, do, right? Do you know what the story is, though? Like, is it actually, is it just straight drama, or is it like a comedy? Cause, like, no, it's um a horse trainer who's uh, like losing business and down on his luck. He's hired to kidnap a nine-year-old kid. A horse trainer? Yeah. What's going on with horses right now? Like, Spielberg's working on this super corny-sounding horse movie called War Horse. And if you read the plot, it just sounds like the corniest, cheesiest thing ever made. But major talent's working on it, and now this horse trainer movie's coming out. Like, this just reminded me of Seabiscuit or something. And we didn't need yeah. those. Yeah. And Secretary. I don't know. It. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. It's just, he could barely do comedy. Like, action is where he belongs. And I know he's getting old, but just something. Maybe an animated film. That would make sense, right? This is the best part. Um, so, the producer of the movie is Al Ruddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's a winner. He's won Oscars for both The Godfather and Million Dollar Baby. Um, This is what he said about Arnold in this role. Arnold always plays these big, muscular guys, but there's a sweetness to Arnold in real life, and we want to bring that sweetness to the screen. Now Now that Brad's met with Arnold, he's convinced there's an accessibility and vulnerability there that he wants to bring out. Right. I'm gonna go ahead and say when I look at Arnold, I don't think there's a vulnerability there. <sighs> okay, I don't, I don't know. This doesn't sound like a great idea. I'm just checking who this Brad is they're talking about, and it's Brad Furman, Brad Furman, who did Lincoln Lawyer. Yeah, which I've heard is okay. I completely disagree with you. I think this is a great idea, and it will reinvigorate Arnold Schwarzenegger's career, obviously, as a dramatic actor. Like his best actor Oscar mm-hmm. is just minutes away. All right. Like when Vin Diesel was sick of being typecast as the big tough guy, and they put him in that a man apart or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it was a man apart. Yeah, I'm just thinking of like knock around guys and whatever else came out during that time. But yeah. All right. Well, there you go. I, is he going to be in Expendables too? Because I want that to happen. Just do that. Expendables too. Yeah. There. I was actually reading a. Uh, news thing about someone that was going to be and I can't remember who it was now. I know The Rock's in it. That's perfect. Yeah, that's who. There you go. Yep, there you go. I'm glad he's finally Boom. figured out what he's best at, other than like, you know, being the scary stuff, tough guy. As opposed to like the game plan and whatever. He was pretty good in Walking Tall. Okay. I never saw it. It's pretty good. Check it out sometime. Uh, is it actually good or is it really stupid? Because it it's like a dude it's walking bad. around with a 2x4 hitting people. Well, it's pretty much a remake of the original, right? Yeah, but... Where, like, this dude comes back from war, and, like, his little town's gone to crap, so he takes matters into his own hand by becoming the sheriff. There you go. <laughs> Alright. He's basically Batman. Yeah, okay. So, Arnold's back, and check that out. Uh... Should we? Can we talk about the Godfather thing now? We absolutely can. Okay. Uh, do you remember those Godfather movies? No. Yeah. Okay. Describe them all to me. Uh, they're all right. Kind of decent. You know. You know, Goodfellas. It's like a less good version of like that. How about that? Burn. Haha. <laughs> yeah. So like a comedy. No, I don't. I don't know. I've never been the biggest Godfather person, but they're decent. Seventies. Francis Ford mm-hmm. Coppola. 
this isn't even a movie story right now. There's just kind of like this tone that, like, there's sense that this will inevitably result in some movie, but who knows? Uh, they're making a sequel or a prequel in novel form to the Godfather saga. Uh, tell us more. Okay. Um, apparently, the, the book. What? Just because you actually have the story in front of you, whereas I have my one sentence summary. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, apparently, the book is gonna is called or going to be called. I don't know. They're in the process of writing it. So, the family Corleone or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's being written by Ed Falco, and apparently, it's actually um, based on an unproduced screenplay that Puzo did. Mm-hmm. So it'll actually directly relate. Um, yeah, I don't know. The story's apparently going to be set in the Depression era of New York, and basically how uh, Vito Corleone rose through the criminal, like, scene there, and all that stuff to become the Don. Yeah. Um, again, a book, not a movie, so, at this point, anyway. You can pretty much assume, though, that if this book comes out and succeeds there will be a at movie all of it. yeah i think even it would... if it doesn't succeed i think i think actually there'll be more of a chance it'll be a movie if it doesn't succeed because they'll be like yo this will succeed as a movie just watch uh okay i'm not either way i'm, not I'm gonna to make as many bold predictions I, but okay i'm gonna tentatively say that either way this will be a movie like probably within the next five years or so uh, okay I'll let you make that prediction. I do not necessarily think so. Just because no one likes Godfather 3, and I don't know if they dare go back to that. But, like, everybody likes Godfather 2. Yeah, but that was 37 years ago. Like, I think they'll So what does that matter? They could still do it today. I guess, you know, we're in a climate where everything's being remade and sequels and stuff, so perhaps, but it would take some pretty ballsy filmmaker to tackle that, I suppose. Because comparisons would and be I made. have just a person. Francis Ford Coppola. Nope. Wes Anderson. <laughs> no. Sophia Coppola. Oh, see the legacy. Oh, there you go. There you go. She's actually a pretty good. No, player. I was thinking about the visionary Zack Snyder. Oh, that'd be the worst. His take on this story. There'd just be like some weird rap songs and like slow motion CG. Ah, uh, okay. All of Snoop Dogg's The Dog Father playing throughout the whole thing. That would be the exact music choice he would make. Like, I know, right? Oh, just thinking back to Sucker Punch, like there's so Maybe many... Maybe with some Lady Gaga in there. Sure. Well, anyway, okay. So, keep your eyes out on bookshelves for that, I guess? I don't know. I probably won't read it. I I won't read it. I'm just gonna... I'm gonna be completely definitive. Um... I, 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 I'm looking at our other stories. There's no way I can make a cool, like, you know, transition. So, <laughs> Ving Rhames. I love Ving Rhames. Yeah. He's a scary black dude. You know who I don't know or care about? Paul Shear. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably fair. But you know I who mean, I love more than all those He's a face guys. that you recognize. Is though. he? Okay. If he's, he's in a though. lot of crappy movies, but yeah, go on. Uh, the person I really like, though, is uh, Christopher Lloyd. If only they would all star together in one movie. Well, Nathan, you are in luck. <gasps> okay. Okay, so last year, I will unabashedly state that Piranha 3D was one of my favorite movies. 
Okay. Like, after Kick-Ass and all that stuff. After, like, the series movies. Like, Kick-Ass. It was still... (laughs) Yeah, exactly, and Scott Pilgrim. But, like, Piranha was actually in my top for that year. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I am really excited that Piranha 3D, the sequel, previously known as Piranha 3DD, which was way better. Yeah. Piranha 3 double D. Yeah. That's just more appropriate in terms of what the previous movie was all about. Absolutely. Christopher Lloyd must be like a hundred years old right now. Man, that guy is old. I really enjoyed seeing him in that other movie though. He gets some pretty great stupid lines too. Like something about the fish being millions of years old. Oh, he's the perfect Christopher Lloyd in that when he's just going insane and like screaming about random stuff. Yeah. Um, here, let me see how old he is. Eh, he's like 73, so, there you go. Mm. Well, there you go, yeah. Um, the thing is, though, this movie's gonna be directed by the chap behind the Feast movies, which I've heard not very good things about, although that's not based on my own first-hand experience, so I don't know how I feel about making that declaration. You should rent them. I re- I've heard Feast 2 is, like, the worst thing that's ever happened, though, and I really don't want to see that, so... What about Feast 1? I haven't heard anything about any of them. John Gulliger, or whatever is this guy. Um, They're just kind of gross horror movies that apparently toy around with the rules of horror movies, you know? Like, like Scream? Kind of, like, oh, the, the nice girl who's cool to everybody doesn't die. Oh, wait, never mind. Not only does she die, she gets raped or something horrible, you know? Like, it's just terrible stuff like that. Oh, wow. Spoilers. Jesus. I haven't seen it. I'm just saying, like, hypothetical. Something awful happens. This one's actually about monsters, so maybe it wouldn't work out that way. Although Well, now there's no point in seeing it, because I know that the nice girl who's nice to everybody will get raped. I I don't know if she... We gotta... uh, Okay, let's stop. Let's say murdered. (laughs) Just to tone it down on some. Um, Why, you don't want to talk about rape? No, I really don't, because that one episode was so depressing, and it's because we started talking about serious business like that. And I apologize, I invoked that storm this time, and I'm going to stomp it out right now. Um, Okay, I completely agree with you, let's not do that anymore. Okay, but But unpleasant horror movies doing unpleasant things. Yeah, feast. Um, So yeah, Piranha, these people are going to be in it. Uh, Hopefully that'll make up for the directorial lack of talent. That's all That's, I'm saying. That might be a little harsh. I don't know. Considering you haven't seen a thing he's done. Okay. You're right, but at the same time, I don't know. <laughs> Feast 2 sounded pretty gross. Like, the subtitle is Sloppy Seconds. Like, that's just... Come on. Come on. It's not even clever. It's just... Yeah, Feast 3's is the happy finish. Ah, see? Do you get it? Do you get it? I don't know. I do. Just that level of kind of thought doesn't doesn't really bode well, what do, you ex- what do you expect from the dimensional extreme people? Not much, the I guess. The people that do all those crappy horror movies. Just who did the who did Piranha last year? Let, let's see. Piranha last year? Alexander Aja, who was behind... Yeah, I don't... Hmm? Oh, The Hills of Eyes in High Tension and Mirrors. Great. Alright, well, I guess the bar I, isn't... I like high. all those movies. Okay. Is Elizabeth Shue in this one? That's all I want to know. I kind of hope so. I like Elizabeth Shue. Oh, right. I guess I forgot to say I watched Adventures in Babysitting. Um, It's okay, but not great. But she's in it, and she's really adorable. So, how about that? How old was she in that? Like 23 or something. Oh, weird. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know if she's in the new one. Doesn't look like it. So. Yeah, I don't think so. Well, okay. Move up for her, I guess. Uh, speaking of casting announcements... Yeah, okay, I'll follow you on that. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones and Joseph Gordon-Levitt are going to be in Steven Spielberg's Lincoln. Right. The movie he's working um, on after War Horse, I guess? Yeah, or like at the same time, because that man can apparently do like 20 movies in a year. But he's also doing uh, Tintin, so... Which will be fantastic, but that's for another day. Um, there's a lot of people announced in this movie. James Spader's going to be in this movie, apparently. I like that guy. Yeah, that guy's pretty good. Um, yeah, I don't know. Daniel Day-Lewis, apparently, is going to be Lincoln. Yep. Um... Like, I could see that. That's pretty good. And Sally Field will be in it. I haven't seen her in anything for a while, so that's cool, I guess. Yeah. Just, okay. Yeah, they've been talking about this Lincoln movie forever. I couldn't shake the idea of uh, Liam Neeson playing him, though. He just seemed perfect. And mm, I like Daniel Day-Lewis, yeah. but Liam Neeson just seems to have a more gentle tone to him, which I always imagine when I'm thinking of Abraham Lincoln. But yeah. Oh, well. I always imagine a guy on stilts. Just because he's kind of tall and spindly? Yeah, but because like every time they like make fun of Lincoln in like cartoons or something, it's always by like a guy with like a huge hat and on stilts because of his long legs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah, Lincoln. It's going to be a movie. It's probably going to be pretty good, just based on the talent involved. Um, <laughs> and I'm kind of excited, I guess. Okay, we we talked about her name, Sirsha, Sirsha, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Is that it, Sirsha? Sirsha yeah. Ronan, uh, yeah. star of Hannah. Boom. Yeah, and uh, Atonement, and Lovely Bones, which I actually thought was okay. I'm just going to say that. I never saw it, but, I mean, I heard things about the book, and it didn't seem like something I'd be interested in. Okay. Um, she's going to be in the new Stephanie Meyer adaptation film, The Host, which, uh, don't get confused, it's not a remake of the amazing 2007, oh, sorry, 2006? I think it's 2006, yeah. 2006. 2006 Korean film, The Host. Um, it's about, uh space spirit things that possess you or something pretty much basically it's a parasite that like takes over your brain or something right but um, this one in particular is kind of yeah, a cool one or something I don't know. yeah I mean I work with a lot of people that are obsessed with Twilight and everything Stephanie Meyer does so I've heard about this and although it sounds a lot cooler than sparkling vampires and I mean Dear God, what doesn't sound cooler than Sparkling Yeah, like, vampires. reading the summary, I was like, oh, wow, this is, like, a sci-fi. I like sci-fi. Okay. I, yeah, I hope they pull it off okay, I guess. But, like, I don't know. I, it's such an oh, old idea, like a parasite that takes you over. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It can be okay, I guess. I, I, I'm, I want new ideas. I'm sorry. Like, whatever. Saoirse Ronan, though, she's pretty good. She's a talented young person. And really hard to pronounce. Yeah, I, I've been saying it wrong for a while. I might, have, I might have even said it wrong in this very podcast when I was talking about Hannah, so I apologize to all the Sersha fans out there. Um, but okay. Yeah, so that's Isn't happening. she supposed to be in The Hobbit as well? 
I don't think so. Oh, she wasn't the way sure. back though. Which that's a really good movie. That's coming out on DVD soon, so check that out. Um, just a second. No, I'm pretty sure she was supposed to be in The Hobbit if she hasn't been actually confirmed in it. I guess I could probably look it up. Hold on here. Oh yeah, uh, there's a rumor that she's going to play someone named Itariel. Don't know who that is. But, um, I don't know, it sounds like an elf, though. Yeah, it does. It's been a while since I've seen, or read those books. Mm. Yeah, I quite like that one. Uh, so that may or may not happen. Oh, okay, well, this news story says uh, Saoirse Ronan leaves The Hobbit for Stephanie Myers, the host. So these two stories literally connect. <laughs> there, oh, there well, you go. there you go. So she's doing this instead, which uh, is probably a more substantial part, so I guess that makes sense, and the book is And you popular. heard it here first. No, well, okay, maybe you did. Probably not. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that, that'll that happen. And in relation to, like, my excitement, like, I, I go and see every Twilight movie because they're so bad, they're kind of funny. But this one might actually be reasonably okay. You're just feeding the machine, feeding the machine, man. I know. You're not helping. But it's... You're part of the problem. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay. But I'm not, because I want these to go away. They won't, so we might as well just embrace it. And also Michael Sheen's in it being really stupid, so that's pretty good. And we've already stated that we're Team Jacob. Yeah. Did we do that? Yeah, we had a discussion about how he's probably just the cooler dude all in all. All right, and since we're talking about Taylor Lautner, uh, that abduction trailer, I don't think it looks that bad. It's the new John Singleton movie. I will totally see it. Um, I want to see how he does in it more than anything. Yeah, it's at least a more different direct like because Robert Pattinson's only ever played moody like romantics or whatever and that's boring I don't want to see that ever so if you're gonna play like uh some dude on the run from like crazy assassins and whatever that's way better I will probably see that also they have a sleigh bell song in the trailer so you know sealed the deal that comes out in September um that's all that's all for news really isn't it yeah. Oh, I I guess if you wanted to buy the Home Alone house, you missed your chance. It's already been sold. So sorry about that. Um. Yep. Two point four million. Mm-hmm. I I don't know why. Just want to bring that up because I kind of like that movie. It was okay. I really like that movie. Joe the Pesci, first one. Daniel Stern. It's not bad. Um. That that's it. Did, any email or anything? Uh no, I haven't checked the emails this week. <laughs> okay. Uh, if they want to send one though. What what is the address? It's the moviemonks at gmail dot com. Okay. And are we still you... up on the Twitter? Uh we are. The account's locked on private right now. I don't know why. Okay. Um, I mean I can change that as we speak because it just takes me clicking on something. Okay. But um yeah, it's moviemonks or at moviemonks. Or twitter.com slash moviemonks, whatever okay. your source is to Twitter. Alright, so check those out, um, and go watch The Good Shepherd and Fast Five, preferably on the same day, because that'll be the weirdest, most different film-going experience you could possibly imagine. I'm gonna go ahead and say, see Win-Win if you have a chance for, like, cheap. Okay. It's, it's a pretty good movie. Alright. These are all over the map in terms of, like, how whether or not they'll appeal to you. So, if you're yep. an eclectic film goer, go see all of them. If not, uh, whichever one sounds most interesting to you, like wrestling, uh, cars exploding, or, like, historical bio kind of espionage business. 
I wonder if there'd be a way we could set something up with Get Glue to be like a sponsor. That sounds expensive. Yeah, it does. Well, I mean, yeah. That sounds way that, out of our means, but okay. That, that would be so awesome. Though. It's good to because aim we, high. I appreciate you know aiming high. No, I just mean because goals. we use them for like everything when we're talking about this stuff. Right. Get some movie monk stickers or something. No. This, no, that's not what I meant. This is five I meant, years like, out, at least. We should get like exclusive stickers oh, for like man. talking about them. Okay. Like, well, all right, fine. We'll just put it in a plug. Hey, get glue. It's a pretty great social network type thing about media. So use it. You get stickers. www.getglue.com. There you go. We're not officially related in any way, but it's a good website. I like it. We both endorse it heavily. There you go. That's us, the Movie Monks, talking. Uh, Catch you next week. Thanks for joining us. See ya.